0: Good morning, welcome to the Barnes Sunday morning service. I am Jesse Lee Peterson, exploring your the faith hour. Is it your faith or the faith?
1: Supposed to be your
0: faith. <laughs> your faith hour. <laughs> we faith? Well, we have to get that right. I keep forgetting. Um, right, your faith. Your faith hour. exploring finished. your faith. James will be able to tell me. He speaks proper English. Yes. God, faith. Oh. Okay. Happy Father's Day, too, to all the fathers out there and here. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> We're sitting here discussing what's the right way to say it, huh? Happy Father's Day, everybody. Father. All the fathers that are here, by the way. Happy Father. Thank you. Um, today is the uh, step six to building a strong foundation. And we have to build a strong foundation. A lot of Christians are weak. Most, well, I don't know about most. A lot of Christians are weak. And that's why we're losing the country because they have not built that uh, solid foundation. And so this year we we're doing that. And today we're on step six on how to do that. And we're going to talk about how to uh how to what, Building
1: the
0: No, the theme, but the devil. Uh, uh, recognizing the deceptions of the devil, or of evil. Recognizing the deception of evil, uh, because I noticed that evil is overtaking a lot of folks, and they are not recognizing what's going on, and it's so unfortunate. This this week on my radio show, I interviewed a black. 17-year-old male who was graduating from high school up out of uh, up in um, Connecticut, out of Connecticut, and he's graduated from high school and he won prom queen. Queen. He won prom queen and he's proud of it. And and he said on the show that he won queen and king. But he decided to take Queen because um, he wanted to bring attention to the LGBT, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender community. And also he's gay, too, homosexual. And in talking to him, he just found there was no identity with the male identity. It was, he was all just female all the way in his words. In his action, in his deeds, and he even think that one of the problems in society is that uh, men masculinity has messed up things. He didn't. He not He doesn't like masculinity at all. And to me, that's mind blowing. But that's what we're getting to because uh, we don't see a lot of folks don't see the tricks that the devil. Is playing on them. They don't see it at all. And the devil, evil, promised God that he was going to deceive every man, woman, and child. He was going to deceive every man, woman, and child. And that is happening like nighting going north. It's happening every day in a major way, absolute major way. And so we gotta start understanding how the devil operates, because he's having a a, a, a major effect on society today. Anybody know how the devil operates? Is, has the devil ever tricked you? No. How about has he ever tricked you, Mary? All, the, all the
2: time.
0: <laughs> so what?
2: Yes, the devil tricks me.
0: How all does he time. do it?
2: Well. Just, just thoughts and making making assertions about things and un- not understanding and just doing things out of just just because. And you know, and then the ramifications, then you know that you did something wrong.
0: Do you recognize at the time that you're being tricked by the devil? No. 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 Yeah. He is tricking us like 90 going north. And see, that's the problem. People don't recognize that he is playing a game. He is tricking us. Yeah. And we need to learn how to do that if we're going to build a solid foundation. How is your foundation going so far this year? Is it being built? Rickety. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you mean? Well. <laughs> the year's almost up. You know, you, know. you put,
2: put up one or two. Steaks, and then all of a sudden, something comes along and blows them over. Yeah. <laughs> you got to start over again.
0: Oh, man. Well, I don't want you to go by your foundation is not built. It's built on sand.
2: Yes. So, well, I, then I just have to keep board my nose to the grindstone. Grindstone. Oh, okay. So, I, you know, just have to be more aware. And
0: Have you continue. ever been tricked
2: by the devil?
0: Right next to Mary.
2: Yes, I've been tricked. How? Well, certain things. Uh, The devil usually um, deals with the mind, which is his workshop. Yeah. And so I've been learning how to uh, stand upon the word of God and practice it rather than looking at uh, the things that are going on in the world to combat what he's telling me in the mind
0: oh okay so how do you stand for those that don't know how do you stand up on the word of God
2: well you stand up on scripture you find scriptures that deal with that situation and you look to Jesus rather to rather than to the things around that's going on in the world
0: and is that working for you yes oh good yes. good well in um what's this um is Patrick here today I need him to read something from his Bible. He has a Jewish Bible, and it may say it the way it, it may say it in, the, in this Bible too. Patrick, turn to First Corinthians. Oh, everybody, First Corinthians nine twenty-two. First Corinthians nine twenty-two. And then Kent, I'll let you read it from your Bible too. <laughs> uh, 1 Corinthians
3: 9.22. you have it? Okay. To the weak I made myself self weak, to win the weak. I accommodated myself to people in all kinds of different situations, so that by all possible means I might bring some to salvation.
0: Okay. And what does you say? Yeah. Did you find it yet? 1 Corinthians
4: 9.22 to the weak I became weak to win the weak I've become all things to all people so that by all possible means I might save some
0: okay Okay. thank you and I, I had to read that because in that I'm going to show you how the devil is doing the same thing um, God uh, Christ's uh, came into the world, and he became all things to all men in order to save them. He became all things to all men. And and likewise, Satan uh, wants to be or is trying to be, and in many cases winning, become all things to all men in order to destroy them. So you have those two dynamics going on. And unfortunately, most people identify with Satan as God. And so they're, because they're listening to him, their lives are being destroyed. Their family lives are being destroyed. And it's bad, folks. And here's what Satan is able to do because he want to be all things to all men. Satan can uh, read the scriptures with you. And helped you to or allow you to learn the Bible upside down and quote the scriptures like 90 going north. He will even quote the scriptures with you to deceive you, to make you believe that you are a spiritual person or a spiritual teacher because you know how to quote the scriptures. And you know them by rote. You can just say them. He'll make you think you have it. And because he has convinced you that you have, that you are with God and you have it, he can, he can build on your ego and prevent you from looking at your life, knowing or seeing that you really don't know God. Because now you're afraid to admit you don't know him. You're li- and most people who know the scriptures by rote, their lives are not working. They're alcoholic. They're drug addicts. Their families are falling apart. They are insecure. They have anger in their hearts. Uh, some deceive others, but yet they know the scriptures and they believe that they are spiritual or one with God because Satan has deceived them in order to destroy them. Isn't that amazing? It is and if you really, really think about it, now, if you don't believe this, I want you, if you're one of those people who really enter the Bible, you know the scriptures, you can just quote them. Be honest about your own life. It is not working. Look at your children. Look at your relationships. Look at the anger that you have and all that kind of stuff. But you believe you have it because Satan has convinced and he'll quote. You can stand up in church and quote the scriptures and he'll quote them with you right along with you and you'll think that you have it. Satan can also pray with you. You know how people pray? Oh, Lord, bless my mama. Hallelujah. Pray Jesus and all that kind of stuff. And he'll sit there and pray with you. As a matter of fact, he'll give you words to say and you would feel like you're praying to God and that God hears your prayer Then you realize your prayers are not working. Then he will tell you, oh, don't worry about it. You just need to pray a little longer and a little more. And he does that to destroy you. He he come, uh, ask God. He knows how to deceive us. He also can come after light. I know people who they sit still and they meditate or whatever. And the preachers say, well, when you meditate, make sure you look for the light. (laughs) <laughs> and they'll look for that light, right? And Satan will flash the light there. And then they'll feel good. Oh, I saw the light this morning when I was praying. I have it now. And Satan will come after light. And then the next morning when they pray or the next time they pray, Satan, the light, Satan won't let you see the light. And now you feel like your prayer was no good. Oh, how was your prayer this morning? Oh, it wasn't that good. I didn't see the light. Isn't that amazing? He will come after the light too, in order to destroy you. That's how he is. He is, he is a spirit of deception, because once he deceives you, you end up destroying yourself. And a lot of people are not paying attention to this. And then they won't look at their life to see well something is wrong. If I know God, and I have this relationship with God, why am I still angry, insecure, doubtful? Why do I judge myself and my fellow man? Why am I, my children hate me, and I hate my kids, and I hate people, you know? They don't, they won't question that at all. They just say, well, don't worry about it. You just have to pray some more, see the light, read the scripture, whatever. And they fall for it. That never happened to anybody here. Yeah, I'm glad for the honesty. Uh, let me go here. Give us an example how that has happened to you. Me? No, behind you. What are you doing, man? I got
1: a red light.
0: You, you because you pressed the button and you turned it off. Let let it, let the guys see it. it, it we got that might man, who Satan is messing with. <laughs> <laughs> Satan is deceiving you. Okay, give me just an example how he has deceived you.
5: Um, for like Mary's name, uh, but also like you were saying just now with the um, prayer, the silent prayer, you, you see the light, you feel the warmth. Yeah. But then the next time you don't. And <laughs> you say, oh, okay, it's not working this
0: way. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. And what he does is there are times when he will, he will deceive you by allowing you to see the light. Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, my prayer is really working. The Lord is with me, uh, you know, and then the next morning he won't let you see it. Now you judge yourself for it and you want to say, forget it. Yeah. You know, the prayer thing ain't working. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? i
5: didn't feel it this time? It's like I didn't pray long enough or uh, what? Yes. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? Yeah.
0: That is the deception of the devil. He comes as God and he want to be all things to us in order to destroy us. And we need to know how to recognize him, and we're going to do that today. Uh, and can you give me an example of how? how the same thing for you, huh? Yeah. It, I'm telling you, um, is there anyone in the room that he has not deceived? Oh, okay, so everybody has been deceived. Yeah. How has he deceived you in the back with the glasses?
6: the same way i mean um when you pray or or when i pray you know sometimes you see the light and then sometimes you don't and then he (laughs) says that you know well your prayer wasn't wasn't answered yeah and then you get up and you know you try to to live your life and you know something happens and oh it was because you know your prayer wasn't answered this morning you didn't pray enough this morning. wow
0: and did you know before this morning, right now, that the devil was deceiving you? Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, yeah you got to know that. He is deceiving you. And a lot of people don't realize. I know people who has um, nearly destroyed themselves because they, they think they're with God and then they think they're not. They think that their prayers are... I know people who say, well, I prayed to God. And I say, well, did he answer your prayer? They say... Uh, not yet, but it's coming. It's not my time, but his time. They make up all this stuff to feel better. Whereas God, oh, God answered our prayers as soon as we ask. They're already answered. I can go a little further with that, but I want to hold off just a little bit because I want to know what you know, too, because I don't want to just teach you stuff. I want you to know for yourself. All right. You got to know for yourself. Um, how many people believe that God don't answer your prayer right away? Your prayers right away. You don't believe he answers right away? Let's go here. Wow. Why you don't believe that he answers right away?
7: Because the Bible says so.
0: What, is, what does it say?
7: Well, I mean, I interpret it that way. Let me put it that way. <laughs> Remember uh, Abraham? He made promises to Abraham. Those promises were fulfilled with the, with the uh, generations after Abraham.
0: Right. right. And that ha- Abraham has what
7: to do with you? That left Abraham hanging.
0: And, <laughs> and what does that have to do
7: with you, though? Well, uh, you know, when I, when I have a hope for something, it seems to always happen, you know, like it's a more subtle hope. But when I ask for something outright, it, uh, that never happens.
0: And so, but how does what happened to Abraham relate to you? To you? Do you I don't understand how that's related to your well, relationship I'm just saying that with God. That's
7: an example of a promise that's not fulfilled right in the moment, but uh-huh. later on. And so Like that's he why promised he, us a savior, but it didn't happen for, from the time of you know, Adam to Christ. That was thousands of years.
0: And so are you waiting thousands of years now for one prayer to be (laughs) answered?
7: Interesting how you twist that. (laughs) But uh, no, I I don't have all that time, I don't think.
0: Uh, And somebody else, God doesn't answer your prayers right away? If your heart is right, and if you... uh, No,
1: I said just God answer your
0: prayers right away. Truly believe in God, yes, he does. Does God answer your prayers right away? Do you say, no, he doesn't answer yours right away?
1: Well, I,
0: uh,
1: I'm, in other words, my heart is not where it it should be in order for me to... No, no,
0: no, you're not answering my question. Does God answer your prayers right away? No. And why not?
1: Well, because my heart is not right.
0: How do you know that? That's why he's not answering them.
1: Well, uh... I mean, oh, that's all I can say. My, I know that my heart is not
0: uh, right. So then why are you asking for anything? There? You, well, if you already of, know your heart messed up, and that's going to hold back, hold the prayer back.
1: I'm, I'm sorry, I don't understand <laughs> what you said.
0: You said God is not answering your prayers because your heart is not right, right? Right. So why are you asking for anything if you know he's not going to answer because your heart is not right?
1: Well, uh... Sometimes it, it just, in, in other words, there are certain moments where, I, where I, I still ask, uh, I don't know, you know, in other words, uh, out of. Uh, uh, it's hard for me to describe it actually. It really is. You don't know sometimes, what. Sometimes, no. Sometimes when I meditate and when I see, uh, you know, what I have done wrong. Then, you know, then I ask him to help me. Oh. You know, for in, that's, that's one
0: example. And he doesn't help because your heart is not right? Uh,
1: well, in other words, the specific thing that I brought up, uh, you know, it didn't, uh, in other words, I did not see that uh, to materialize or to actually happen.
0: Oh, okay. Yes. All right. Um, I have a question. Uh, my uh, And this applies to what we're talking about, too. This was my uh, biblical question of the week on my radio show. I want to know, does the power of evil work by compulsion or persuasion? Does the power of evil work by compulsion or persuasion? Isn't that a good question? I think it's good. <laughs> Is it, nobody else think it's a good question? I'm sorry? Oh, come back. Come back. Oh, you don't understand the question? Does the power of evil work by compulsion or persuasion? Put your glasses. You understand it now? Have you ever thought about how evil works in you?
6: Um, Ooh, so this you're, is a you're good asking, question. I'm sorry? I'm just trying to wrap my mind around the, the yeah. question, trying to understand the question. Repeat does it the, for me. Does the power of evil work by compulsion?
0: Or persuasion?
6: So I, I'm still not sure what... what that is asking. I can't wrap my head around this, so though. Oh, okay. Well, we'll gonna...
0: come back to you. Uh, Ronnie, you had your hand? Okay.
8: I was trying to think about it, too, but I would say, just in thinking about it for those few seconds, it's not compulsion, because I think we have time, we do have time to decide whether we do a thing or not, even though, even though we may, depending on the degree of our unawareness, it may seem like we're we're in compulsion to do it but as we become more aware we're less compelled to do a thing only if we believe it
0: so you're saying that are you saying it worked through compulsion or persuasion
8: no not compulsion I, I'm trying to think about persuasion I don't even know that that's the right word but that would be my word over compulsion
0: so you take com- persuasion Yes. all right one for persuasion <laughs> <laughs> yes sir does the power? This is why you got to get to know yourself. I'm telling you, when you can pay attention to self, it's amazing what's going on. It really is, and that's why God wants us to know thyself. Compulsion or persuasion? I would say both. Both. And yeah. why do you say both?
1: Because uh, 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 <clears throat> Satan would don't want us to get away with. Anything. He wants us to do what he wants us to do. Right. So he need all of whatever you come up with, he's there.
3: Right. But I would say both.
0: You say both. Yes. Compulsion and, and persuasion. Persuasion, yes. Okay. Because
1: it's how it's all if we are emotional and compulsive and spontaneous, he's there. So I to
0: me I think it's both. Oh, okay. And right here, stop right there along the way and then we come across the room. It's amazing, uh What understand? I see now why God wants us to have understanding above all things. Get an understanding. Yes, sir. Yeah, I just was thinking about it. I I notice
4: when I get tempted, there's the temptation that sort of comes up, and it gets me to react to it. And sort of, I'm not compelled to react to it, but I I sort of bite bite on it, so to speak, and then it's got me at that point. so I don't know if that's compulsion. It, it, to me it seems like more persuasion. It's sort of putting something like an apple in front of me and I sort of react to it. If, and then I'm obviously now being deceived by the devil at that point.
0: And so you say what? Persuasion or persuasion. compulsion? Persuasion. Right. Oh, okay. All right. Compulsion of persuasion? I, my heart my heart hey hold on hold on my heart desire is that each and every one of you out there in TV land and here that you really put aside hustling and bustling for material things all the time and put first seeking the kingdom of God and his right way because if you can get that order in order everything else will start to work out everything will start to connect because God loves us and he has already prepared for us and he doesn't want us to be struggling and be deceived in the manner that we are. I was talking to a, a person last night, yesterday. And this person, it's just an example how the devil can deceive. This person is a well-meaning person. But they, made, they have made some crazy decisions or bad decisions. They have made one of the worst not one of the worst, but the top of the list of the worst decisions that I've seen a man make. All women make. Well, I've seen people make that mistake. And I realized that decision that they made showed no love for their fellow man. No love at all. And we gotta we're supposed to love one another. And love me saying no at times. Even when the person is acting out in pain, when our children are acting up in pain, love can mean no. So the kids can go through the pain to get better. And this person is messing up the children because they won't say no, knowing that the children need a good no and a painful lesson. Because in pain, God will, uh, we, it, pain causes us to cry out to God. If, if everything else get out of the way and let me feel my pain. Don't baby me. Don't feel sorry for me. Don't take away my pain. Because if I'm not listening to God without the pain, at least let me have the pain so I can cry out to the Father. So think of me in that way. You know what I'm saying? But parents get in the way of their children like that. Friends get in the way of one another like that. Family members get in the way of one another like that. And they call themselves Christians. They can quote the Bible. They can pray. But yeah. When that moment comes to be strong, to show love, they won't show it. You ever seen it the Christians like that? Yeah. Isn't that amazing, though? It's mind-blowing. To see. And they do it over and over and over again, knowing that it's not going to help. All in the name of Jesus. And they can quote the Bible until the cows come home. Meditate until all the lights come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, compulsion. Does the power of evil work by compulsion of persuasion in you?
9: Um, I have seen both. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think uh, when I think about persuasion, I think about you know thoughts. Uh, a persuasive person is manipulated because of the because of the way he he, he could, control your thoughts. Um, so, but I think. You I need don't you think- to
0: speak toward the mic because they're not picking up you. Oh, okay. Just, you're you're I, pulling I away I, I, from the mic.
9: I'm recovering over uh, uh, flu, and I don't want to affect the mic. Oh, okay. The mic, so,
0: oh, I see. Okay. Uh,
9: so maybe. Go ahead. Okay. So, uh, so uh, but I, I have seen in the past how I have impulsively, just, you know, in a of fit of anger, done dumb things. See, that, that seems more compulsive than persuasion because it seems so instantaneous.
0: Right.
9: But for the, for the, the things that ruminate in your mind, um, that's more persuasive uh, than anything. Uh, but I would like to say, I would like to, for you to get back. So what were you saying, persuasion? I think it's, I think it's both, that, mainly persuasion. I think it, it's primarily persuasion. It worked through you with both? It has worked through me through both, yes. Okay, Yes. all right. Um, but I would like to, for you to get back to the, the part Does God answer your prayers. Uh, when I was unemployed, after being unemployed for three months, I prayed sincerely for a job. He didn't give me a job until three months later. So uh, if you could <laughs> explain that um, um, I, I, you, know, I, you probably were, but I just want to make sure I would like for you to get the back to how he grants your, your prayers instantaneous.
2: Oh,
0: okay. Alright, yeah, I'll get back okay. to that. Uh, uh, persuasion and compulsion, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Did you have a question, Ken? Yeah. Okay. Uh, isn't it good? Yeah. I'm telling you, I wish that, in my heart, I wish that we the people Will start putting first things first in life. Seeking first the kingdom of God. It is the most important thing you, you could do. And then everything else will start to work out. He even say, don't worry about what you're going to eat, what you're going to wear, who likes you and don't like you. Seek me first, and I'll provide. And people won't do it. Yes, sir?
4: I just wanted to comment. You are saying about that person you were talking to yesterday who, who didn't show love. Right. And I, I sort of... Like started thinking about that with myself when I don't show love for people, and um, I realize that, like, I'm very competitive, and I feel like society's made me competitive. Yeah. So that when I'm dealing with people, it, it, it's not out of love; it's like more out of competition. Yeah. And I see that also in religion with people in religion because they get competitive about what they know
0: uh, about religion. About, that's the, right.
4: about the Bible, about all the things yeah. that they are. And just for me personally, like I, I, I really deeply understand what you just said about not showing love because there's a part of me that wants to show love. But this other part of me, which is super competitive and sort of been tempted by society to be competitive because society wants you to compete. Yes, um, I totally it, understand is, that. It's taken over. Yeah. And it just makes me compete all the time. So I'm, I'm constantly in competition with everybody, basically. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it doesn't seem to slow down either. Like, it seems yeah. like I'm always competitive. It, it doesn't matter what it is. If we're playing four, Connect Four, I'm going to try to beat you. Like, everything is about winning.
0: Yeah.
4: And it, I feel like, I, I don't know if other people have that, but I, I really see society
0: really tries to encourage
4: that and says they it's do. good.
0: Absolutely. And the reason that society encourages that because they are of the world and Satan is the ruler of this world. And so they are of their father, the devil. And people who are into that kind of stuff like that, it's just all ego and they are separated from God. Even in person, people who won't let you suffer, they're going to take your pain away from you. It's all ego. It has nothing to do with God. It's all about self because they're so separated from God and involved in ego that they want to they want to find something to feel good about themselves. You know, so like you save somebody uh, by taking them away from their pain or you beat in everything that you do, you're going to feel puffed up about it. You have no love for your the people you are supposed to be showing love too is all about you. And because the ego doesn't want you to look at yourself to see that you won't even, you won't, you get to a point where you won't even admit that you're wrong. Like, wow, this is all ego. It's for me. It's not even for these people, because if you thought of the other person first, you will allow them to go through what they got to go through. If you had love for your fellow man. And the one reason that Probably the primary reason that God sent Christ is so that we can learn to allow him to be an expression of love through us so that we can love one another. But the ego has taken over in such a form and most people have identified with the ego that they refuse to let anyone else suffer because it means they don't get that high from it. They're not being God to those people. And they would know that it doesn't make sense. But the ego outweighs what's right, outweighs what's love. So the only way you're going to overcome that, and people who are keeping their children from growing up right and all that, they got to let their ego die. They got to resist that temptation and think of their fellow man and not of themselves all the time. The ego is very selfish, very selfish. It does not think of anyone but itself. His own children or anyone else. Only of itself at all times. And it'll build that ego and build that ego. What do you think about that, Whitney, uh, uh, right here? Well,
7: you know, I was trying to look up the scripture. I think it might be in James where it says, um, what good does it do to tell someone um, God be with you, go in peace when they're hungry and need some food? Yeah. And um, so it made me wonder, you know, about the when to give physical help and when not to. Most of
0: the time, not all the time, not all the time. And see, that's why you need God to guide you, too. You need to walk by the light of God so you can see those right moments. Because people will deceive you that they're desperate and they really have to have it. And it's not true. It's just that they're failed in dealing with life and their own, you know, the way that they should handle life and they know how, they know people who are built on ego can recognize other egos, and they know how to play you. They really do. I know there's a guy that's over at the post office almost every day, and this guy knows how to play on people when they go into the post office and get hundreds of dollars a day. He knows what to say to them. He knows how to act. He even told me he knows what to do. And, and I, one time I went over there, someone has, had given him something like $500 or something like that. Some Jewish guy in, in quarters or something. And the guy like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> and the guy is a thief. He's a, a drug addict. He's an alcoholic. But he knows how to play, play with ego people. Because ego people need to feel good. I've seen people give money to the homeless and they'll look around and see that anybody see them giving the money to them. The first thing they'll do is look around and see anybody see it. Because if no one saw it, it didn't make them feel as good or as holy. And most of the time when people are in rough situations, it's because they fail to deal with life in the proper way. They don't have control of their finance or their prayer life or the truth. And then they get in a deep hole And they'll come running to the Christian because the Christian love the Lord, and the Christians have the biggest ego than the sinner, and they'll play you on it. They'll play you. Isn't that amazing? It is. Does that make sense? Yeah. Right here.
7: You know, I don't know about that sorry individual you were were describing, but um, I have always. Known that I've erred when I feel uplifted after giving. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's right. But the ego will not let you stop. We got to overcome the ego. If you want to build this solid foundation that we're talking about, and if you want to love people as God loves you, you got to let the ego go. Otherwise, you're on your way to hell. You're living a hell life and you're on your way to hell. And that's not what God wants for us. He wants us to have it right here, paradise on earth. He wants us to have paradise on earth. And, and we will read uh, these scriptures. You can look at them later. 2 Corinthians 7.1, uh, 1 Corinthians 5.15, and 1 Corinthians 9.22. All this is in the Bible, so you can read it later. But it, and I'm just going to make I made some notes from it so that you have something to think about. The Bible says that just as the farmer clear the land, you know how before I remember when I lived in Alabama, when we get ready to plant the crops, we have to go out and clear the land, you know, break the dirt up, take all the weeds away, burn and all that kind of stuff. Then we plant the seeds so the seeds can grow. Well, the same thing with us. And these scriptures talk about that. It says that we have to uh, clear our hearts. We have to cleanse our hearts so that God can plant the spirit there. Then we'll start to see growth from that. But with this ego heart that we are having, you're not seeing growth from it because you're not clear at the heart. And John said, his heart is not pure. And that's why God is not answering his prayers. And that is true. But because of his grace, God keeping him alive, because he knows his heart. He knows what he wants. He just, and God just let him suffer until he really find a way to purify his heart so that the spirit can take over and then you can finally start living. And it's all in the Bible. We've missed it all these years. But he need a pure heart. No unclean heart is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. It's not going to happen. It's not going to You need a pure heart. All right. Um, my final question is. Some people said. Uh, I asked the question, does the power of evil work by compulsion or persuasion? Some people said both. S- some people said uh, compulsion and some people said persuasion. I want to know the same question. Does the power of good work by compulsion or persuasion? Compulsion or persuasion right here. Isn't that a good question too? In the blue dress, yeah.
5: I think the power of good works by compulsion and the bad power by <laughs> persuasion. Because I think the first evil was like um, the snake persuading Eve to take the apple and then Eve persuading Adam. Right. And I was thinking if it was nobody around, if you were the only one on earth, would you sin? I don't think so.
0: You don't think so? No. If you're the only one on earth, Earth, would you sin? Yes,
5: but nobody around to tell you to do anything.
0: Oh, that's a good point because Adam didn't sin until Eve came along. (laughs) Isn't that true? Yes. I mean, according to the scriptures. When he was there by himself, he was kind of bored. He didn't see any just he and his father. <laughs> uh, so you say uh, good work by compulsion, compulsion yeah. and evil something. works by persuasion. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that?
2: I somewhat agree. I mean, I feel like, you know, um, the one power that can compel you would be the creator. Um, but I do agree with my father that the devil has a toolbox and he can use per- persuasion <laughs> and compulsion and negotiation. and I'm you telling know, you, huh? all of them. So.
0: Whatever you need <laughs> in order to convince you. Yes. Patrick, what do you say? Uh, first, does evil work by compulsion
3: or persuasion? I believe both. Both. And you notice in yourself that it does both? I notice compulsion part for sure. The persuasion part, yeah, pretty sure. You're, pretty, you're not sure. How about you? Uh, good? Good works through compulsion for sure. Uh, persuasion I'm not sure. <laughs> you're not sure if good. What do you think Frankie?
1: Both persuasion. He convinces you, lies to you, tempts you. And then when he gets to that point you're, you're pushed to it if he's got you. If he's in your mind you'll be compelled because you're pushing yourself. You've lost your mind. But both so you, by persuasion.
0: So you're saying good and evil work by?
9: Persuasion.
0: Persuasion? Yes. Um, let me ask this little Christian over here on the, the thing. He's all holy. He wants be a little Christian. There's the power. Oh, you and I have talked about this already, huh? Several times. Oh, I can't ask I've you. I've already one. told you all my little Christian ways. Yeah, yeah. At first he said both, and then he said, give me one choice. You can't wait for the mic. You know that. (laughs) I asked if,
3: is there only one answer?
0: Yeah. But yeah, my first... And I said what? You said yeah. Oh, okay. And then you, you said what? I said if there's only one answer, then it's persuasion. Yeah. Persuasion. The power of evil works through persuasion. Because once it persuades you to do something... You, de- you then feel the compulsion to carry it out. But if he can't convince you of anything, you have no compulsion to do it. Isn't that true? Yeah. yeah. True. If he can't convince you to hate, if he can't convince you to sin, if he can't convince you to whatever, what, overeat, you would never do it. He persuades you. And that's where the compulsion comes from. And I want you to know this, folks, because the devil... he has it wrapped around his little finger and persuaded us of all things. I told you he could convince you that you're a Christian when you're not. And life could be falling apart. Everybody hates you and you still believe you're a Christian. Oh, you just hate me because I'm a Christian. He'll just make up stuff for you because he's persuaded us. And the power of good works in the same manner. It's the same manner. Because once you see that it's the right way to go, you do it. If when you see what not to do, you don't do. Yes, Patrick.
3: Um, if the devil only works by persuasion, not by compulsion, then that includes persuasion beyond your ability to understand. In other words, then that would include him persuading you without you even knowing you're being persuaded yes. at all. Yes, yes. Yeah. And that's the problem. Because things can happen to you that you're not even aware of. That's right. And all of a sudden you have a compulsion. Where did that come from?
0: Bec- from the persuasion of the devil. Be,
3: but, because but he's not really persuading your active mind. Some, if you're saying it's persuasion, then he's coming in surreptitiously sometimes. Before you'd even know it. And he'd be, he'd be persuading something inside you, apparently, that you're not even aware of.
0: Yes, sir. That's why God said that we have to be like the virgin sitting at the gate waiting for the, their master to come. We have to always be aware. You have to always be conscious in the present with the mind of God so that evil cannot come in and persuade you. Uh, when you're unconscious. When you're unconscious, he persuades you of things, and then all of a sudden you notice you're feeling a certain way, but you didn't see him coming in to persuade you about that thing.
3: We're also overcoming things that have been coming in since the time we were small before we were even of the age to know to be conscious of all these things that we're yes, talking about
0: now. Absolutely. That's why you got the way to start overcoming the traits of the devil. And to be one with the Father, you've got to be aware of thoughts, evil thoughts. And as you become aware of thoughts, you're going to start to pull further and further away from sinning, meaning that you're going to stop judging yourself and your fellow man. If you should make a mistake, it will not be a big deal. You'll just see that, wow, I should have done that, no big deal. Because all God wants you to do is to see that you've done wrong and admit it. You don't have to have any long explanations about it or judge yourself on it or anything. And I use this. By the way, we had a good men's meeting yesterday, our conference. Thank you, everybody, for showing up. Everybody and the daddy showed up. We had a hoop nanny time up in here. <laughs> it was, I have no, I was thinking yesterday, wow, I have no, not one complaint about yesterday's conference. Isn't that amazing? I didn't. I mean, the folks showed up. The interaction was good. The panel was good. And, and we did it live on the radio at 8.70 a.m. I have no complaint about yesterday. The, te- the uh, technicians were on their job. Even the black ones <laughs> were on their job. It was excellent yesterday. But anyway... Um, real fast, right here.
1: <clears throat> Evil, or the devil, or Satan, whatever, is, is an incredible intelligence that is way beyond anyone's uh, comprehension, really. If you
0: don't... If well, don't, and you may be right, but I don't know if Satan is that smart, because the only thing he knows how to do is to deceive I, I don't see where he has any strength to do anything else. He will make, uh, make you believe something, then you carry it out yourself. He doesn't carry it out. Yeah, it's true. like when we, if you notice when we sin, um, he'll make you sin. Yes. And then when you sin, he'll step back. And now you've got to go through the penalty of sinning by yourself. Well, he's that. not going through the penalty. Or he's not feeling the pain of it. He's not embarrassed by it. Or anything. <clears throat>
1: but, for instance, let's just assume there wouldn't be a God and there would only be a devil. Okay? His intelligence is vastly beyond our comprehension. We, in other words, we wouldn't stand a chance. Even as
0: a human being, without uh, God, you wouldn't, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. you're right about that. We would, we I mean, wouldn't look at it. He chance. beat us up now. I mean, we claim we to know God.
1: we completely overtaken by him.
0: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: that's, well, that's, that's what Because I mean. he's
0: overtaking you right now and you claim to know God. There is a guy, right? Right. But yet Satan controls you. It's only, you.
1: It, it, it's only uh, well, how shall I say that? I mean, realizing that is that you just really, you have to give up. <laughs> I mean, completely give up. Completely give up. You know? Because okay. you don't stand a chance. I
0: mean, you really don't stand a chance. You don't stand a chance alone, that's for sure. That's right. Yeah.
8: Yes, ma'am. Uh, maybe just to say that a different way, every time something happens to us, I think we need to realize that we were just unaware. Yes. If we give so much credit to the devil, we can yep. always excuse whatever we're doing because the devil made us do it. Yeah. But if we just realize we were unaware at that point and yep. get back into awareness, we'll see that it's more in our hands to do it, you know, and to make it right than it is Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Um, I used this example yesterday. Uh, What I noticed, and I have to resist that temptation too, so I know, you know, by knowing myself, when uh, according to the scriptures, that way no one can blame me for this and say, oh, you just hate women. But according to the scriptures, um, Adam was first, and then from Adam came Eve, and then the serpent was there in this garden area. And the serpent said to Adam one day, uh, you know, why don't you eat, eat from this tree? And Adam said, no, my father told me not to eat from that tree. You know, so I'm not going to eat it. And the serpent said, no, no, don't, don't listen to your dad. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Like a whole lot of mothers do to kids, don't listen to your father. He has no idea. And don't tell him. Right. And, and so Adam said no to the serpent. Then he went to Eve and told her the same thing. And she said, well, no, my, my husband don't, doesn't want me to eat from this tree. Don't pay no attention to your husband. Your husband is a weak man. He listened to his father anyway. He doesn't have his own mind. How are you going to let him tell you what to do? So he said, oh, okay. And she ate from the apple. And then when they ate from, when she ate, she went back and had Adam to eat. You know how most men fall for that trick? I love you. You're so handsome. Bite this apple. Because now the ego is going. And Adam ate. And then they became aware of, of good and evil. They knew both. And they became aware that they were all naked and all that kind of stuff. And so Adam, they made a little dress thing and hid in the woods. And Jesus came, uh, God came down looking for Adam one day. And Adam hid. He's like, where are you? And Adam hid. He came out. Why are you hiding from me? And, and God asked him, what have you done? You know, what did you do, Adam. He said, well, I ate from the tree, and, uh, and the woman you gave me made me do it. Isn't that something? The woman you gave me made me do it, all right? And Eve, why did you do it? The serpent made me do it. And God said, okay, all right. You're not going to take responsibility, right? Because all they had to do was say, I did it, and I'm wrong. No excuse, no explanation. Don't blame mama, don't blame daddy, don't blame the cat or anybody. I was wrong. And I notice that in my life, whenever I just say I was wrong, it's like I'm free from that issue. But Satan still talked to you. Well, if they hadn't done that, then you would have done what you did. And you, if you're not aware, you almost find yourself going along with that excuse, too. Yeah, that's right. They had done this, then I would not have done it, would not have done it. Anybody ever done that? And even when you try to say you're wrong, he still want to make you accuse someone else, right? But if you could just hang with I was wrong, you could be free just like that. But Satan attempted to try to persuade you to blame somebody else so he can keep you in hell. You got to stop blaming. And so when Adam didn't admit he was wrong and, and God said, OK, Adam, because you didn't admit you were wrong, you're going to work by the sweat of your brow for the rest of your life. And now we are working like slaves. And Adam is to blame for that. And then he said to Eve, well, because you didn't admit that you were wrong, you're blaming it on the serpent, you're going to, when you give birth, you're going to have pain, grief, pain. And then he added another thing to Eve, poor Eve. He said, not only are you going to have a hard time when you have babies, you are also subject to your husband. He's going to have authority over you. Anybody notice that? Oh, look at Rhonda Roller. <laughs> you remember that Rhonda in the Bible?
8: Slightly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you do remember that, right? Yes. And for some reason, we always leave that part out where because of her denial, she became subject to the man. I
8: have a question.
0: Uh-huh.
8: Now, if they weren't having sex and they hadn't, and his ego hadn't been opened up at that point what was compelling for him to be persuaded by her I guess at
0: that time that's a good question uh oh because he had a choice to or not to and God wanted us to love him freely and so Adam had a choice to be God or not be God to love the father or not he had the choice to do that but and so he said to the serpent you know because of what you've done you're going to be a part of the dust for the rest of your life right and so I bring that up to say to all of us that we have to, in order to get this thing right, because it's already laid out, we've just been made to believe it's so difficult to find and so difficult to have from all the teaching that we've been taught, which only built our ego. But in order to get this thing right, we got to learn to doubt every thought that you get. And don't fret over that. Don't worry. Just be aware You know, get up in the morning, have your, oh, have your prayer and um, have your prayer so you could be aware. And the more you practice being aware with the mind of God, then you can see how Satan is trying to persuade you. And you'll see him getting further and further away from you. And as that is happening, sin is being taken away from you, too. And your heart is being purified. So God can come in and plant some good spiritual seeds and then you can start growing. But you got to let go and let that happen by putting him first. Simply by being aware of all the persuasion or the temptations of the devil. That's all is needed. And if you should make a mistake or if you should sin, just admit it. You don't have to tell the world about it. You say, oh, wow, I was wrong. That was wrong. No matter what, because Satan's going to tell you, well, if you admit you're wrong, then they're going to feel like they got over on you. Or they're going to this, right? That's not true. It's just not true. All you have to do is say, I was wrong. And don't let Satan put guilt on you and make you feel like a non-saved person and all that kind of stuff. you got to bring it back into to this present moment where God is. And resist the temptations of Satan, persuasions of Satan, through thoughts. That makes sense? Yes. Can't you had your hand? Okay. Yes, sir. Right here. And so this is how we build that foundation. Because as you are one mind with God, your foundation is being built. Spiritual foundation. The real you, who you are, is being uh, built. And God doesn't want us to defile the body. And we mess up the body because it's the temple of the Lord, right? So he doesn't want us having sex out of wedlock and doing all this crappy stuff to our physical body. Likewise, he wants us to have a pure spirit because that's who we are. And the way to do that is to be aware of him. By, by living in the moment, set away from the temptation of the thought of, of the devil through your thoughts. Because God's voice is a voiceless voice. It never talked to you in your head. It always revealed to you. Yes.
9: Isn't isn't a uh, uh, part of, of saying that uh, you did something because you weren't aware? Isn't that kind of an excuse too? Whether it's
0: no, that's not an excuse, but that's what it is. Because when you're aware, you're not going to do it.
9: Mm-hmm.
0: You won't sin when but, you're aware.
9: You know, criminals do things when they're aware that they're, it's wrong. They just do it anyway.
0: They you are know. aware in a physical way, but not in a spiritual way. You can be aware, you know, like with your ego mindset, you can be aware that you're doing wrong, and you still just do it. And it won't change anything. But the spiritual awareness is what's bring on the change or prevent you from doing it.
9: So, so when you admit that, you're, that you were wrong, isn't that taking responsibility for being aware that you did wrong? You see what I'm saying is that you're saying that, you know, admit that you're, you were wrong. Well, if you admit that you were wrong, you come to the realization that you did something uh, because if you did something unaware... I wouldn't put all that thinking okay. into it. No,
0: that's, that's all ego right there. Just admit it and don't worry about anything. Because what happens is, when you just say, I was wrong, there's nothing to hold on to. No excuses, no comfort zone, no anything. It's like you're floating in the wind with nothing there. But so don't analyze all that like that. It's going to feel kind of weird, too, when you admit you're wrong... Because feel like you need something, to, some, you're so used to having something else to go along with, I was wrong, that you almost want to make up something. Because Satan is still trying to tempt you. It's enough to just say, I was wrong. And, and if you say it, and then once you acquire it, you see Satan start talking. But what about this? If this hadn't happened, this would not have happened. But you're aware of that now, so you have, he has no persuasion over you. All right. Thank you for tuning in, folks. We need you a tithe and offering. You can send them to the address on the screen. And thank you, everybody here, for showing up today. Happy Father's Day.
3: For more information, to purchase a copy of this program, or to make a donation, visit us on the web at bondinfo.org or call one 800 411 Two six six three. That's one eight hundred four one one bond.